Hello and welcome back to the Endurance Asia podcast after a pretty lengthy hiatus. We are back once again to, to cover the Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge, the 11th edition, which is happening over Chinese New Year. Um, we've, uh, we've got Andre coming on to talk about some of the athletes which are going to be rocking up to the start line in Tun Moon on the 2nd of February. Really, uh, really interesting field. It's domestic once again, um, but yeah, really excited to to follow it over the over the coming days. A quick reminder of the format for the Hong Kong Four Trails, as if you wouldn't know already, um, it's the uh, it's an event that's been running for eleven years, covering the four lengthy trails of Hong Kong, ranging from the Macquarie to the Wilson, followed by the Hong Kong Trail, and finishing on Lantau at the iconic Green Post Box. Total of two hundred ninety eight kilometers. Really one of the if not the very toughest foot challenge in uh, in the whole of asia pacific and uh, and one of the top 10 in the world if you ask me so um hope to pick up the podcast a little bit more frequently in the year of the tiger uh, both rick and i have been um pretty busy work and family wise and uh, and yeah had to put it on on the back burner but we've got some uh, got some good interviews lined up for the for the coming year so we hope to be uh, a bit more consistent for you um but yeah looking forward to this coming week here you are mr andre bloomberg talking about the 11th edition of the Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge. Tell the truthful story if they ever rask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Mr. Andre Bloomberg, welcome back on to the Endurance Asia podcast. How are you doing, sir? Very well, Scott. It's great to be on. It's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. It's been a while, both us chatting and also since we published a podcast as well. But um, it um, it felt apt um, to to bring you back on fourth time joining us on the podcast. That's a, that's a record. The uh, the most frequent um, uh, fr- most frequent visitor to the show, um, and it's apt given that we're approaching Chinese New Year. There's a there's a, some some action going on in the in this up and coming week. Uh, so it will be the uh, 11th uh, Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge uh, to be held. And uh, yeah, I think there's uh, a lot of excitement building as usual. And every year it's uh, a little bit unique with the circumstances. We have had uh, our 10th anniversary last year. And uh, it was quite unique because we uh, had only invited alumni to join. So we had former finishers and survivors that came uh, and it was a field of 18. It really felt like a family reunion. And yeah. uh, so this time it's predominantly uh, newbies. Uh, there are four people that have uh, attempted it previously. And uh, so, but most of the people are uh, new. And so I think the, the uh, atmosphere will be quite different. And I think that's, that's always great to mix it up and, have a variety of uh, participants. 
Yeah. So, I mean, obviously last year there was, it was reunion year. I think the plan at that time last year was to, you had like 24 people and then it was kind of like restricted. I think 18 ran in the, in the end last year um, because a lot of the international folk weren't able to get in. Same scenario this year. So it's going to be very much a domestic affair, but open up to uh, to a lot of newbies which is exciting but you, you've kept the um the numbers sort of like to a similar level this year so we've just got um we've got 16 participants which are going to be turning up um at the at the start line um in uh yeah the on the 2nd of february right is the is the kickoff yeah that's correct yeah so we had uh, a few people internationals alumni that couldn't join us last year we we gave them an automatic entry for this year and we, we unfortunately have to give them an automatic entry for next year again and we keep rolling them over and hopefully um, the likes of uh, uh, Doi and Tomo and Christian and um, Stephen Redfern and, and a few others will, will eventually make it back. But um, um, we have a great field. We have 16 people. Um, they're all, as you say, based in Hong Kong. Uh, I'm uh, very hopeful they all will show up on the day and uh, hopefully many will make it to the green post box in Moivo. And I'm uh, quite proud, I must say, to have a 50-50 split of uh, eight women and eight uh, men, eight boys and eight girls uh, at the starting really? line. So, uh, yeah, so it, it's always been my, um, I guess, my dream to bring more female ultra runners into the event and uh, it's taken a few years and quite a bit of work and persuasion um, but uh, yeah I'm, I'm really happy to see that. That's fantastic news congratulations I wasn't quite aware that it was a uh, it was a full 50-50 uh, gender diversity split and I know that's been something you've really been trying to uh, to achieve over the last sort of three or four years right and so um, yeah, fantastic news that you've been able to to achieve that this year. Um, and so you mentioned there are four um, long term sufferers that are coming back to put themselves through the pain again. Um, yeah, do you want to talk through some of the returnees we've got this year? Yeah, I mean, some people just can't be helped. They keep coming back uh, for more misery and uh, hardship. Glutton so, uh, for punishment, I think you can That's say. right, yeah. So first off, we have uh, Virginie Goethals. She's coming back for the uh, third time in three years. Yeah. And uh, she survived in 2020, 2021. And uh, she's uh, coming back for more. She, I think, had a, a, a very different year of training. I think she, she changed coach and uh, I think... Uh, um, has really uh, uh, changed her preparation, but obviously with her experience of having covered the distance twice before, I think she's very well positioned. Um, and that's um, and then we have uh, Manyi Cheng Manyi coming in as well. She also survived in uh, 2020. She then was quite busy uh, since to become a, a doctor, and she uh, got that out of the way, and she. And she went back into training uh, back in October and I'm, I'm glad to see her come back. And then we also had two uh, former um, hopefuls, uh, uh, Kimi Leung and Tony Tong, uh, and they're both coming back as well. They had uh, requalified again for this year by completing the uh, Hong Kong 4 and 4 last year, actually two years ago, Christmas uh, in 2020. So they had a 
a slot for this year. So, and everybody else is uh, is new. Yeah. So there are four people that have started before at least once, and then uh, twelve people that are completely newbies. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear. Yeah, we we had uh, Virginia on uh, last year when she had had gone. She had an incredible story about surviving last year and like being sick and just going through a massive roller coaster and so yeah it will be interesting to um to to see her uh, and see how she performs with a new coach and um we'll be following her attent- attentively um and yeah tony's actually hit so this will be the third his third attempt right that's right yeah after 2018 and 2019 um it's a third attempt for tony and the second attempt for um Kimmy after 2019 yeah and I think both of them has really have really um transformed the training and and I think become much more mature and experienced and um both of them are still quite young and uh, so it's great to to see them come back and I think that's that's also what I guess ultra running is about right I mean you you if you're not successful the first time around you change what you can do and you uh, you have a long-term goal and objectives and sometimes it just takes a couple of years to to get another shot at it and uh, I think that's uh, speaking for their commitment and their dedication on, on preparation because as you know it, it does take a lot of commitment and uh, it's at least six months if not a year in terms of preparation and dedication and plus a recovery afterwards and so on so it is a it is a big commitment to uh, throw your name into the hat. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, th- those two obviously being a couple training together. Maybe you'll have your uh, your first Hong Kong Four Trails uh, um, engagement. Um, although, as you say, there's been so much put into uh, for people have to put into this event. I'm sure there's probably a few divorces that have happened off the back of training <laughs> for Four Trails and the obsessed uh, the amount of people get obsessed by it. Um, but yeah, no, really, really interested to follow those two as well. Um, we've got uh, we've got a couple of like really I suppose prominent endurance athletes from the domestic community both professional and I suppose I suppose you could put them both down as professional and I'm talking about um Mayank Ved although you know he's not professional but like the amount of um you know records that he holds obviously he's been on the podcast a couple of times as well um just an absolute legend and uh and then we have like the living legend of of Wang Ho Chung as well who's like I think everyone, it's fair to say, is the best, the very best trail runner ever to come out of Hong Kong, uh, an ultra runner out of Hong Kong. So, yeah, t- what what are your, what are your thoughts around those two coming to the start line? I think in general, it's just a very diverse field, and um, we spoke about this before. It's always something that I am really putting a lot of emphasis on. So it's not just an elite field, but different people joined for different reasons. Uh, and have different capabilities. And uh, uh, Mayank uh, pinged me actually not too long ago, I think in November only. And uh, obviously, I knew of him, and uh, I, I don't even know, not, didn't have the chance to know him very well personally. But obviously, I've always admired his uh, very superhuman endurance achievements. And I, f- I felt really uh, honored that he said I, I would like to join and, and could I get a slot. So. Uh, and we were chatting actually last night and he said, oh, Andre, you made me a trail runner. I, I was struggling to, to do 20K yeah. on trail and now I'm doing two trails 
uh, in one goal twice a month and, and you made me a trail runner. So he certainly has uh, a lot of pedigree for endurance in multi-dimension, whether it's swimming around Hong Kong Island nonstop or uh, cycling, running and swimming from, from London to Paris or whatever it may be. So he's certainly uh, multi-talented. And uh, and then uh, obviously Wang Chung, who uh, is, as you say, not really needing any introduction, then I would, I would probably say he's is one of the, the best ultra trail endurance uh, athletes uh, in Asia Pacific. Yeah, not just, not Hong, just Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so he, uh, I think he really got inspired uh, two years ago when he uh, was actually at the Green Post Box in Moivo and witnessed some of the emotion and the uh, atmosphere and and so on. He was he was keen to join last year, but then said, no, it's alumni only. So I'm, I'm really pleased to see him uh, join this year. And obviously there's a lot of excitement, a lot of chatter about what uh, someone like Chung can do on this course. And uh, we will we'll see. I think uh, uh, the the physical ability is one element. The, the mental ability is important. But then there's certain things that are outside of your control, like weather and other conditions and so on. So we'll, we'll see. And, and, and really, as you know, everything needs to come together to uh, to do a really really good time here yeah and, and look he's got a fantastic team with um with ryan sort of uh su- supporting the team there and uh, and stone having run a couple of times before he's definitely got the inside scoop on how to plan out the um his uh his his race plan his challenge plan um yeah it's very excited to see see um see how they perform I, but I think that's, 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 that's all true, but I don't think it's uh, it's an automatic. I, I don't think it's in the bag, right? So if you, when I was chatting to Chung and I said, look, you, this is twice as long as you've ever run. So he's someone that knocks off UTMB in 22, 23 hours, right? So it, it's going to take him probably twice as long here. And, and this is two nights in a row, right? And, and, and we know this from other people that are very strong and very fast they tend not to do so well when it comes to sleep deprivation that, and yeah, the uh, third day the, yeah and and so that is um, a bit of an unknown as well and someone who for the first time may really dig deep and experience hallucinations and so on it may be a big bit of a shock to the system compared to people at the middle of the pack or back of the pack who, who naturally may go two nights in a row and UTMB or similar. So I think that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that sort of pans out. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and just speaking of Mayank there, he's um, you've turned him into a trail runner. He also managed to injure his ankle, I believe, recently as well. So he like had a couple of weeks where he had to you know take like calm the training down a little bit. But I, I saw that he uh, he just did a a Lantau trail loop just um, at the uh, at the weekend just gone. So I think his last big training run, so he seems to be sort of ready to go next week. So that's good to see that he's he's come back from that slight injury. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, so we've, uh, aside from those, we also have a, a number of uh, other athletes that some of your audience may be familiar with. So we have uh, Tanya Bennett joining and she's been crewing um, uh, Will Hayward, uh, uh, I think three times in, in each of his uh, uh, participations. So she's quite intimately familiar with what it's like behind the scene from a group perspective. 
and uh, and others that switch roles. So Will is uh, going to crew Tanya, and Stone is going to crew partially uh, uh, Chung and so on. So I think it's good to mm-hmm. see the 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 Fortress family sort of taking up different roles as well. Some of them come and and volunteer and support uh, Paper and myself and putting the event on, and, and that's that's really great to see. Then we've got uh, what else have we got? We've got uh, Samantha Chan. Uh, I think also quite a well-recognized name in the in the scene. So she's done a number of really long ones. She she did one of those uh, uh, Ultra Gobi, I think, four hundred odd k a couple of years ago. So she she certainly knows what it's take what it takes. And uh, so it's great to, to to have her join. I've, I've been I've been pitching to her for a number of years. So this has been one of my my longest pre-sale cycles. I can tell you that, but. Uh, very happy that she's joining. Um, then we got Thomas Lamb, um, and he's he's quite a name as well, household name here. Um, mates with uh, some of the, the local uh, runners here, and, and the field has been a lot of training together and so on. So I think it's, it's great to have him. Then uh, um, Joseph Young, uh, buddy of of Thomas, and I think he's a two twenty two twenty five marathoner. Um, so he's got certainly the speeds and he's done these two together. I've done a lot of volume as well. It's, it's interesting observing sort of going in into the event, uh, last couple of months in terms of the different approaches of do we do high mileage or low mileage and, and so on. So it's going to be, the jury will be out to see what works and what maybe is a bit overcooking it. Um, then we've got, um, um, a couple of other, um, uh, JC Ho, um, I'm not sure whether you come across her. She uh, has, uh, has done a couple of really good performances a few years ago when we still had races. Um, and so I think it's really an eclectic field and uh, a good of good diversity there. And uh, I'm really, really happy about the number of people that join and, and the individuals that join. Yeah, I, I saw the the article in the SEMP uh, on JC and um, and uh, like there was a there's a great video there of her running down hills. Like she had a major fear of running down hills uh, <laughs> previously, and she'd like really great at going up would take twice as long to come down, which obviously wouldn't be um, ideal um, for uh, for the four trails. Um, but yeah, great article from Mark Agnew on the SEMP there, so I recommend checking that out. Um, Andre. There feels like last year, the 50 hour was kind of like this unachievable milestone that it was just not going to be cracked. And uh, and obviously, um, last year, Jackie Lung surprised everyone and came from, I wouldn't say came from nowhere. He'd been a prior finisher. But in terms of the potential to break 50, he wasn't in anyone's estimations as being one of those ones now do you feel like we're going to have a a four minute mile roger bannister moment and you know now that that's been set it's going to open up the field for many more to uh to crack that what feels like an impossible target but it's proven that it's not been impossible by jackie um obviously you know wong ho chung was i remember us chatting before you're like he's probably the only one that you could see actually being able to achieve that and i'm sure like you were as surprised as anyone that um that jackie managed to achieve it obviously solomon got very close um but do you believe now that people are just there's going to be that belief and that it's going to be uh that many people are going to be able to take down that 50 hour um crazy target 
I, I do think so. And I, I am reminded of a few years ago when we have for a number of years not had any finisher yet. And we could see year after year that people were improving and, and edging ever so close to the 60 hour mark. And then uh, we, we had a couple of finishers in, in one year and then it became sort of more um, doable, I guess, in, in people's perceptions and mind. And I think that's, that's sort of what human nature is about when, when someone does it, then, oh, wow, I didn't know this was possible. So maybe I could do it as well. Now, having said this, 50 hours on this course is still uh, pretty, pretty remarkable. And, and everything, I think, really has to come together very well. And um, so I think what, uh, what Jackie Lung has done last year um, was uh, pretty much flawless execution. And I think he largely kept his powder dry on the first three trails. And he was always within the, the top five or so. But then uh, the, the performance he put down on Lanto Trail and in a notch over 10 hours uh, after 228K in his legs was just uh, absolutely astounding. And uh, I, I don't think it's, it's repeatable very easily. And uh, I think there are two or three people in the field this year that would have the athletic ability to do it. Um, but again, that's easier said than done. And, and also, I think it may create a huge amount of expectations for participants themselves and also the, the wider community around them. Um, and, and some people deal with that uh, in a way that it motivates them and they draw from that expectation that draw from that public, uh, I guess, support and, and pressure as well. Uh, and others really um, don't deal very well with that. So um, that's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds uh, once they hit the pain cave and go into the second night on Uncle Trail. And so, uh, yeah, it's going to be very exciting to see and to watch. Uh, we've got... Uh, uh, trackers on everybody uh, again as as usual and uh, we got our own new uh, url domain which is called hk4tuc.live um, that's where it's all going to go down um, and uh, we're going to go live uh, some sometime mid uh, to late morning on wednesday the 2nd of february uh, 2022 so so it's going to be no doubt uh, be interesting and, and lots of followers again yeah yeah very good I mean look Jackie did an absolute flawless run from a pacing perspective um you're right that I think the the pressure the expectation and um the the spotlight can encourage people to go out too quickly and if you push too hard on the Mac uh, or even like on the Wilson, then you're just, you know, you're going to fall to pieces on that second night on, on Hong Kong trail. It's um, you've seen it many times. Um, um, but you've also adapted the rules for the 11th edition as well, which is also going to make um, the ability to achieve the 50 hours, even, even harder. Do you want to talk about some of the changes that have come in for this year? Yeah, I mean, we, we sort of tinker around with the, the rules from year to year. We, we, we shift the start time forward or backward and so on. And uh, depending on whether it's a public holiday for the ferry or not and the ferry selling times and a few other things. So there are, um, there are three uh, 
there are four rule changes, uh, three major ones. So the first one is that we really taken into consideration the, the global uh, scientific literature and, and experience and, and scientific studies and, and really recognizing that taking certain painkillers and anti-inflammatory um, anti-steroids is, is really very dangerous in ultra endurance sports and in particular distances of this uh, multi-day non-stop nature. Um, so we decided that we ban uh, anti-steroids uh, and also uh, uh, anything that is on the um, on the WADA list. Um, so that's the first one. And, and so the, any ibuprofen or any anti-inflammatory is that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, and and um, I've got to ask you a few questions about that from from individuals. So is this one allowed or that one allowed? And I said, well. Really, the, the, the spirit of the rule is that you should do without painkillers. Mm -hmm. That's really the spirit of it. So um, we'll, we'll see how that, how that goes. And uh, I have personally made pretty bad experiences with taking uh, anti-inflammatory uh, 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 drugs uh, on a 100 mile and so on. And I had kidney pain and and. and very, very dark urine, and, and it was a scary moment. But uh, so the, the, the danger is real. I mean, um, the science just like dehydration and, uh, and like putting your body under that kind of extreme intense pressure and then, um, and then taking like anti-inflammatories is just really, really bad for your kidneys. And it can, can yeah. Correct. Can yeah, that's right. And, and, and all of these people that are signing up for this particular event, they're obviously very strong-minded uh, uh, individuals and they don't, they don't uh, throw in the towel easily. And having all of that as a combination uh, may, may not be so good for your health. Um, then the, yeah, the, the second rule that we uh, changed, it was really just a bit of tinkering and uh, that's the, uh, the cutoff time to start the final trail, the uh, Lanta trail. So we've taken that down from 55 hours to 54 hours. Um, I think most people didn't actually realize that change. Uh, so now, you know, um, but I think the, uh, the, the change that sort of, uh, uh, caught most people by surprise and, and, and was most commonly talked about was the fact that I got a lot of complaints in the last 10 years that the uh, Hong Kong Trail is advertised 50K, but participants are being shortchanged. Um, we do start a bit earlier um, in, in Chago, as you know, so it's about a, a 1.5, 1.8K run on the road into Big Wave Bay, where the Hong Kong Trail officially starts or finishes. We're going in reverse, um, but still, it's it's only like fifty, sorry, forty-seven odd k or so. So, and people keep saying, "Oh, it's not really two hundred ninety-eight k. It's less than that." I said, "Okay, I hear you." So, the change this year onwards will be that once you reach the peak, uh, Hong Kong peak, at the uh, completion of Hong Kong Trail, uh, there's no crew allowed. There's no car waiting for you. Uh, but you will have to run down into uh, sit into town and to, to the central ferry piers where you can then see your crew and then they can take you on the ferry to Lantau. So that's an additional about three and a half K. Uh, we're not prescribing the, the route they go, so they can pick either a very steep uh, way or uh, a more shallow way, which takes longer. Um, 
And uh, I think that's just going to be interesting to see how people cope with that. Uh, I think there is about an elevation net downhill or probably an additional sort of 400 odd meters. Um, and I don't think that from a pure from a timing perspective, it makes a massive difference uh, because you otherwise sit in a car and, and wait to go down and then depending on traffic and time of day and, and so on. So I think at the, at the top of the field, it, it may only be like 15 minutes, um, but it's obviously that additional pounding on the quads on that downhill. Uh, I think that, that may not be so unnoticeable. So we'll see. After um, 230 kilometers in the legs. Um, yeah, that's, that's really right. Really yeah. Painful. And then the other, the other thing that's not really a change. I mean, maybe sort of adjusting the, the starting times uh, um, from time to time. And uh, this year, the uh, event starts actually on the second day of Chinese New Year. Normally, we start on the first day, but given Chinese New Year sort of backs up towards the weekend, we uh, push it back a day and Obviously, the, the locals are keen to uh, celebrate Chinese New Year as well as the family. So they now have an opportunity this year. Um, and then uh, we start on the Wednesday, which means that the day where people will take the ferry, at least most of them, is a, a normal working day rather than a public holiday. So the, the ferry frequency between Hong Kong Island and Lantau is a bit more frequent. Mm. And uh, there's not that sort of four-hour gap between the magic 3 a.m. ferry and 7 a.m. is three hours this time. Um, yeah, so uh, it will be interesting to see uh, how people cope with that. And uh, I mean, the the underlying obviously is still the same. It's a it's a self-supported uh, event. There's no support while on trail. Um, you you have to carry all your own stuff. No trekking poles allowed. No music allowed. Um, and so on. So, uh, and obviously, given the uh, uh, the the uh, ongoing pandemic uh, situation, we have uh, a number of safety measures: social distancing, staggered start, mandatory vaccination, mandatory negative uh, PCR test, uh, masks, uh, and, and and so on. So that that's uh, carried over from last year as well, because we we really do want to put on a, a safe event and a, a showcase event on how to hopefully bring back more events in a, in a safe manner. Yeah, and look, I, I know that it, there's always the question mark of whether these events should go ahead as well. And I'm so pleased that you've been able to persevere. And there's obviously a lot of events have sort of had to go virtual again in Hong Kong. And so I just know that the community are going to be coming out to, well, not in person, but are like going to be following religiously over the, um, uh, yeah, from the second onwards. Um, you mentioned, Andre, there's a new hk4tuc.live, which is where you'll be able to access the um, the dot watching and the, and, uh, and the tracker on there. Um, how else are you going to, are people going to be able to follow across uh, across the socials? Yeah, we will do most of the updates on, on our Instagram page at HK4TUC. Uh, so there will be uh, freaking updates and, and, and photos and so on. And uh, uh, Vincent Chan will join us again this year um, to, to do uh, uh, photos for the event. And um, we will post that there and, and, and keep everyone updated. Um, so I think it's going to be quite exciting. We, we do hope that... Uh, People, despite their excitement, respect the, the the rules and regulation in Hong Kong and and, and socially distance and so on and, and respect the uh, the nature of the event as well. That it is a self-supported event and not a not a community run. Um, and we we making 
an effort to keep people updated on on all the participants uh, throughout the 72-hour journey. Yeah, I cannot wait. I, uh, I I will be living vicariously through the uh, through through the map and dot watching and just. I think it's it's one of the most. I, I love a bit of dot watching, whether it's adventure racing or. And, and I think that the technology you use is really good, and I think it's just a it, it just makes it a, a very highly entertaining follow over the uh, the few days. And there's so many great personalities that are going to be starting and hopefully finishing at the green post box. Um, Andre, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, hope to get um, yourself and maybe some of the um, uh, some of the finishers on um, uh, after after the event. But yeah, thanks once again for for, pers- for persevering, putting this on, investing your time. You do this for the love, not for not for anything else, just for for the community. And um, and yeah, we appreciate you um, continuing to invest your your time and uh, into in putting this on. And um, yeah, can't wait to see it all play out over the uh, over the next week. Great. Thank you, Scott, for having me on and chat soon. Cheers, Andre. Thanks. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hey, Mr. Rick Stockfish. How are we going, mate? Good, Scott. How are you doing? It's been uh, it's been quite a while. It's been it's been a year. Yeah, we've uh, we've both had a, a busy um, a busy year. Not not busy trail running or doing any uh, endurance sports really but like with life generally right yeah no training really but it's all been on pause which feels a bit like the rest of the world yeah yeah but i mean this uh this next week coming there's one thing that keeps on plowing on through every year and that is the hong kong four trails albeit a, a domestic one once again um but yeah it's good to catch up with andre and um Oh, I'm really feeling the excitement for it this time round as well, right? It's going to be a it's going to be a, a a good one. There's some there's some characters in here which are definitely um, I think we've uh, we've been following for a long time, and it will be interesting to see how they perform on what what's not the biggest stage, but probably the toughest race in in uh, certainly in Asia Pacific or toughest challenge in Asia Pacific. Yeah, I mean, all credit to Andre for keeping it going every year. Um, and I know he innovates, he's changed the rules most years, I think. Um, but it's actually, it's quite nice in a way. I mean, maybe not how he'd have chosen to do it, but it's quite nice that um, it's not the same crew of people uh, as he's had in previous years and that it's mostly newcomers and um, no finishers, right, so far. No, and um, and yeah, I mean, obviously he's finally managed to, to achieve the 50-50 gender diversity with something he's been striving for for a long time. So yeah, that's fantastic. But um, but yeah, Virginie's coming coming back as like a a, a twice survivor. So it will be um, yeah, it will be amazing to see if she can um, if she can become a finisher this year. Uh, but yeah, you can't just you can't get past Wang Ho Chung. And uh, I, yeah, I remember when we caught like last year, he's like. To be honest, Scott, I think the only one that could actually do the sub fifty is Wang Ho Chung, and obviously Jackie blew us all all away last year. But um, to finally come and see what he can achieve on this on this course, on these uh, on these, I mean, we know what he can do on the trails, right? We've seen him do FKTs and even just this last weekend, right? Well, yeah, you and I were texting about that, and that'll be interesting to see whether there is, you know, is he overtrained? Is he just burnt himself out from? I mean, he did sub eleven on. Hong Kong 100 last weekend alone so you know he's either a, a madman or a genius I guess yeah it's not really a taper is it <laughs> I, I mean god it's, it's really hard to tell when you're going in for these sort of big things whether 
yeah like what you should be doing whether you should be like um yeah just taking it easy the couple of weeks before um but uh but yeah I, i've been like messaging with my anchor as well as a as a he's been on the podcast obviously a couple of times um and i can't wait to, yeah as you're saying andres like turned him into a trail runner but um you know he is definitely a multi-sport guy but um he did uh he did roll his ankle recently which he's kind of recovered from and um yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, we just know that the guy can put him through just an extreme amount of pain. And really, when you get into these kind of distances, it is just how much you're willing to endure. Um, and we know that guy can. So it'll be it'll be interesting. And uh, and yeah, Elliot's joining as well. Obviously, you've known Elliot for quite a, f- a few years. Yeah, Elliot and I met on, on, I think that was his first ultra, actually, Hong Kong 50, um, five or six years ago. So it's, he's he's been building up to this for the last five years so um excited to see how he gets on but it is yeah it's a great it's a great mix of talent isn't it because you know those big names like chung myank they're really you know really impressive in the field that they've they, they perform in usually but they're unproven at this sort of distance over this amount of time or at least over this amount of time on the trails then you've got people who are perhaps not as well known outside of the trail running circles who are who are more than proven at this sort of distance and, and precisely these trails and then you've got a few dark horses coming in where we just don't know how they're going to perform. Yeah, yeah, because Wang Hochung has only done, I mean, obviously just has crashed UTMB a couple of times, like top 10, top 20. I forget where he came this year, just gone. But, um, or like the, the last, sorry, the one last year. Um, but it was definitely, uh, he, he was definitely top 20. Um, and yeah, and obviously with, um, yeah, my, like, yeah, you know, he's used to swimming like that's his core right and um and so it'll be interesting to see how he he changes but yeah as you say there's a couple of the the couple of extra changes he constantly makes wants to make it harder on trey and um yeah i actually when i cast my mind back to um uh like a couple of years ago when when i did it and like i had really bad knee troubles like 200k in and it was really painful and i had paracetamol on me but i just I actually forgot to take them. I would have, going back now, I was like, I thought afterwards, oh, I wish I'd just taken them to see if it could just subside and I could push on through. Um, I think the rules are no ibuprofen, which I 100% agree with. Like, uh, it's, um, you know, it can cause real bad kidney issues. Paracetamol is like, actually, it's it's okay. And I, I he kind of alluded to, you know, the, it should be no sort of painkillers, but actually paracetamol aren't, you know, it's not an anti-inflammatory as such. So, um, but yeah, then to having have taken away the music, obviously Poles was one of the first main ones to go. And uh, and now adding that, that little jaunt downhill from the peak to the ferry pier, it just seems cruel to me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, on the one hand, it's, it's, it's challenging, right? Because it means you can't really compare year-on-year performance but what's been interesting is, despite the fact that he's made it harder and harder each year, those performances have continued to improve, as you guys yeah. were talking about. And, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone's going in thinking that sub-50 is, is out of reach just because they've added in the rundown from the peak. I mean, I think um, I was chatting with Elliot earlier, and I think just timing-wise with staggered starts, and it all, it's all going to come down to that ferry connection over yeah. to Lantau, um, which might make it that much harder if they've run down, but be exciting to see yeah the one thing i didn't chat about with andre which um which is always plays, plays a factor is the weather and i mean the current forecast is it to be like reasonably cool sort of like you know 17 degrees but every single year it's 
due to be that temperature and then it's in like the mid to late 20s and people get fried so yeah it's hard to call this um yeah what the what the weather's gonna gonna land on um well it's just nice as well you know though because i even so much negative news about hong kong at the moment and people really struggling i think both there and getting in and out and it's, it's actually really nice to have an event that we can look forward to this week over the over chinese new year that's just about the community and you know something really positive yeah we need it i mean that's one of the reasons that we've not been publishing the podcast as uh, this past year apart from us you know me having like uh, twin babies and crazy busy work schedule as with you and um uh like young kids and we've just um yeah we've had and, and also there's just not been much going on there really hasn't been i mean i know there's been a couple of good ones like they had like um thailand utmb got off the ground which is phenomenal um and you know a few people managed to get in for it but it was predominantly a, a domestic race but you know hopefully this year we can see start to see um more of the asia races um asia races opening up well yeah um, you saw you saw jay had a great race at at UTMB, he actually won, I think, four races back to back over a couple of weeks there. So, yeah, things looking good for for Ryan's team. Um, yeah, he's incredible. See, uh, see yeah. how Chung gets on. And uh, and yeah, like I think they'll. I'm I'm not sure what the current situation is in Vietnam, but I um, hope that, I don't think um, those. Uh, hopefully, they'll be going have some races going ahead soon. But um, I mean, you you snuck out, didn't you? you? Managed to get in for a 50k over in California. How yeah, did, how did that yeah. feel lining up for? Oh, it was it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, uh, the it's, the race is called the Golden Gate Classic, and it just goes across the Golden Gate Bridge to the Marin County. And yeah, I was there on a work trip and just snuck it in. And I, I've been keeping a base level for the past couple of years, but I'm not in not in premium, uh, not in prime fitness by any stretch. But actually, like felt really good, like cool weather and just the excitement, the adrenaline of being back on a start line and just pushing yourselves and. Um, uh yeah i was um i actually like yeah did okay and i was like okay maybe i still have actually got something it would be nice to you know pr- i did that with a couple of weeks training so it'd be nice to get something in the diary and and put a training block in and then just uh that was yeah. a spartan trail event wasn't it was it that? was run by spartan yeah um which is and it was punchy it was pretty expensive i seen it was like two i mean i didn't really care because i was like oh my god a race but it was like 200 usd or something um which um you know I, I, it was definitely quite commercial. It was pretty well run, but um, and the, the aid stations were good, and the um, uh, and, and the course was beautiful. But also, like it's a course that anyone, if you ever go to San Francisco, you can just go and run it. It's not like I think a lot of the races which I aspire to do, and I'm sure a lot of people do, are, are ones that take you off the beaten track that aren't accessible, that are trails you wouldn't discover. I mean, I think like something like Cordillera, uh, like man, you're just never just going to go and randomly run those trails. So it's the destination races are the ones that really uh, excite me. But um, but hey, convenience is good as well. Lucky it was just on the doorstep when I was um, in the US. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll, um, I mean, I think everyone's done with virtual events and running virtual races and uh so yeah we'll see um uh but yeah it's still been there's still been some like uh, a few good endurance efforts happen over the time i mean even though a lot of people are bored of it but yeah jean Henri, which is actually the last guy we had on the podcast um did um a hundred kilometer that i went out and supported him on uh like a fast 100k which did in like nine hours 30 which um you know in singapore he uh i did like 42k of it and he dropped me after 35 like i couldn't keep up with him and he maintained the a 530 pace for the entire entire run so yeah no he's um he's going guns at the moment he's in great shape but um 
but yeah, like we'll ha- yeah we'll keep on saying it. Hopefully, we'll, but we're definitely like, going to pick up uh, next year. We've got quite a few people that we um, we want to get back on after Chinese New Year. We'll, we'll definitely um, speak to some of the um, potential finishers, potential survivors of the um, of this coming HK4 TUC. Check out the link hk4tuc.live. Um, as Andre said, it's going to be uh, mainly updates on their Instagram. Um, so yeah, I actually not one of the reasons that I'm not on social media and I've like had my Facebook account cancelled. So, um, but I'm sure you'll be able to go on the um, recommend going on to the um, the Hong Kong running um, group. There's always a lot a lot of really good content in there with people um, following some of the um, the athletes. So um, nice one. Good to good to get back recording again, Rick. Let's uh, let let's pick it up in the yeah, new year. Yeah, let's keep it going, Scott. Good to see you, mate. Nice one. Cheers. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask Stop the complaining cause things ain't that bad